This is Buccaneers Total Access. He's hit, he's crunched, he's clobbered by Gerald McCoy. Wow. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Your friend on the digital frontier. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint. Celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Happy Monday. Thanks, as always, for spending some time with us. We are live here from Hooters on Hillsboro, and I am so excited to have our guest in with us today, rookie wide receiver Justin Watson. Justin, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Casey. I'm excited. This is awesome. We're going to get to introduce you to the Tampa Bay area. You know, as a rookie, a lot of guys don't always know everything about you, so this is we're going to talk football, we're going to talk life, and I know all of you guys probably have questions for him. You can send those in multiple ways, hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or I'll give you those phone numbers if you want us to give us a call. Hillsboro 813-990-4620, Pinellas 727-461-4620, and toll-free 888-546-4620 as we let some of those start rolling in here. Uh, I just want to kick off things talking about, especially these last couple wins. Uh, what's the feel been like in the locker room after these last two games? Yeah, we talk about mood a lot, and uh, it's totally different after a win, especially two in a row here. It's just fun. You know, it's fun showing up to practice. Um, you know, it's fun watching the film after a win. You know, everyone's just in, in better moods. You know, uh, after any game, you know, you're sore, but it's a lot more fun coming in with a smile and then being a little bit sore than, uh, you know, after a loss. Yeah, if you're going to be sore either way, might as well be after a W. Yeah, absolutely. I saw the video of uh, everybody jumping around going pretty crazy in the locker room uh, after yesterday's win. Was that pretty fun? Oh, it was fun. You know, when, when Coach Cutter put the hat on backwards, I think uh, that's when everyone knew it was time to, to let loose a little bit. It's time bit. to party a little yeah. bit. That's great. I love that. Uh, how about the mentality right now when you know just the sheer numbers of the season that you essentially have to win out to now have a chance at the playoffs? What is that mindset like? Because I know everybody always says the, the biggest sports cliche in the world is the one game at a time thing, right? So what is, what is the mindset that you have to have now knowing that every game really is a must-win situation? Yeah, I think that's kind of been our mantra as a team all year. You know, we've had a couple games that we started slow, and then uh, when we really needed to, you know, put the pedal to the metal, uh, we came back in those games. And uh, I think that's kind of, you know, can be a metaphor for this season. You know, we're at the point where, uh, you know, we have to get going here. Like you said, we have to win in each week, and, uh, you know, you can feel that sense of urgency just like we feel on Sundays. You can feel it during the week, uh, you know, now that the season's at, at where it's at. Is that something that you've noticed now that you're a rookie, the difference in the idea of it being everybody is a professional, that this is your job, you are paid to do this, the, that mindset of knowing, like you said, when it's time that you have to do something. Is, is that something you've seen that's a little bit different once you get to the pro level? For sure. You know, you have guys in, in college that, uh, you know, they take it serious sometimes, other days not so much, and they have a lot of other things going on. And, and now, like you said, football is your job and, and it's your livelihood. So you definitely see uh, the seriousness in guys and – you know, the vets do a really good job of kind of setting that mentality. And, and as a rookie coming in, they make sure, like, you know, they're relying on me, so I have to do my job. I have to be paying attention. I have to be taking care of my body and everything else. So I think we have a really good group of vets that's uh, helped our rookie class with that. Yeah, that's got to be a little intimidating coming in as a rookie and knowing that all of a sudden these guys that have been doing this for years and years are potentially relying on you in situations. that has got to feel uh, kind of exciting but also like a lot of pressure. Yeah, like you said, it's both, you know, uh, when you think about the NFL in college and it's, you know, what you always dreamed about, that's not one thing you think about is, you know, another guy's job could be, you know, in my hands. But, uh, you know, we, we always say pressure is a privilege, and uh, I think that's, you know, the perfect way to say that. That's awesome. Uh, what about the idea of getting to see Jameis break the franchise touchdown record? First of all, it's only his fourth season, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. But getting to witness that and 
unfortunately, your preseason touchdown didn't get to contribute to that. I'm sure you would have enjoyed. But at some point, you're going to get the touchdown from him, I know, and get to be part of those numbers. But what was that like to get to see him break that record? And what have you seen from him so far this year that tells you why he was able to do that? Yeah, I was really happy for him. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's something that gets talked about a lot, you know, just how, how good he's been over these last four years. Um, but, you know, I, no one was even talking about it. Sometimes, you know, we talk about Mike being one touchdown away or you know, 100 yards away, but I hadn't heard about Jameis and, you know, I was happy for him, congratulated him. But, you know, I think it's just a testament to uh, who he is, you know, week in and week out. You know, he's, he's put together four good years here, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for all that he does for our team. What had you already seen about his game before you came in here, whether it was watching him at Florida State, watching him as a Buccaneer, and then when you got in the building and started working with him, what did you see and learn in those different situations of seen on TV versus seen in person? Yeah, I think the first thing that jumps out to you about Jameis is that he loves football. I mean, at Florida State, you could tell, you know, from his freshman year on, you know, how he ran the ball and how he wasn't afraid to take the big hit and he was jumping over guys in the end zone. Uh, you can tell outwardly how much he loved it. And then coming here and watching him work every day, you know, he's truly the first person in every day. Like, you're not beating Jameis into the facility. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what he loves doing. You know, he loves sitting there and watching film. He loves helping young guys out. He loves staying after and, and throwing routes. And, uh, you know, you can appreciate it when you're seeing the passion he plays with on the field. But I think when you see him bring it each day and, uh, you know, even loves doing all the little things and all the, the tedious things, that's when it, it really shows through how much he loves playing football and loves every part about it. We're talking to wide receiver Justin Watson here. And the last two games, the biggest storyline all season essentially is the idea of turnovers, uh, you know, on offense and then not getting them on defense. And now these last two games, Jameis hasn't thrown an interception. What have you seen as the difference in him and in, in that particular aspect of his game and why he's been able to do that? Yeah, I think with Jameis, um, you know, there was a couple bad breaks, bad bounces we had early in the year. But uh, right now it's just been a point of emphasis, um, you know, in each week in practice and every meeting. We, you know, we, every meeting we start with, you know, this is our percent chance to win. If we don't have turnovers, and this is the percent chance for each turnover after that. And so they've really made it a, a point of emphasis. But I think he's just done a great job. You know, he's got two hands on the football when, he, when he's getting pressure now. Um, you know, he's making smart decisions. He's using his legs more. And I think it's also a testament to the offensive line. They've done a great job of keeping him clean. I know he had a couple more sacks uh, yesterday than we normally have had, but they've done a great job all year of keeping our quarterbacks clean. I'm, that's interesting to hear about the idea of, you know, the point of emphasis. And I know that uh, there's so much to think about in the game of football, especially for the quarterback position. But just in general, that how much does that matter of you know everything that you're supposed to be doing, but I can imagine that all of a sudden it can be, tempting to focus on one thing way more than the other or too many things all at once. How do you kind of keep all of that in your mind and, and how have you learned to do that so far? Yeah, I think for me, I, uh, I focus on the do's more than I focus on the don'ts. You know, we always say don't turn the ball over, don't fumble, uh, you know, don't drop passes. But uh, for me, it, I focus on the do's, you know, the, you know, this is how I have to hold the ball each play, you know, do run my route like this every play, you know, do study the playbook um, an extra time, you know, in the morning before the game, like, all the things like that. So I, I think I've just tried to take the positive side, especially on game day, and uh, just kind of run with that. That's an interesting idea of if you think about don't do this, don't do this, it feels like it almost would make you more likely to do that thing. Oh, for sure, because yeah. then you're thinking about yeah. it the whole game. You know? It's like so. the don't think about a pink elephant, now you're thinking about a pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> That's exactly right. Do you find that that works for you? That Has that been something for your career, the things that you've learned to focus on, and what have been those things for you this year already? Yeah, I think for me um, – you know, a big part of my job is is knowing all the different positions and, uh, you know, whether that be special teams or whether that be 
uh, receiver. It's just kind of staying ready for any situation. And, uh, you know, I think I've kind of been able to do that through preparation and, uh, you know, coming into each week, you know, the, the game plan isn't for me to, you know, take 30 snaps at receiver and for them to throw a bunch of deep balls to me. But, you know, if we have two guys shoes come off on the same play or, you know, a guy gets hurt or whatever it is, you know, I can be thrown in there and have a totally different role by the end of the game. So, uh, you know, each week I just kind of prepare for like, I'm going to play, um, you know, the whole game on offense. I'm going to play the whole game on special teams. And then, uh, you know, when you're out there, just make the most of it. That's awesome. And another person who's learned to make the most of it, Andrew Adams. Oh, double A. Oh my gosh. Double A who I, I love seeing it. Who went to triple A essentially. AAA, yep. saying, yeah. Now that you guys are gonna have to start calling him triple A. What was that like to watch him? get those three interceptions. I mean, first of all, watching the defense get four interceptions in general, knowing how much that meant to them, and then seeing what kind of an individual performance he could have. I have to imagine you guys on the sideline were going insane. Uh, we were loving it, especially for a guy like uh, like Double A. You know, he came in, um, you know, after camp and uh, really right away made an impact on special teams. And uh, just to see his development as a player from a guy that, was new to the team, was kind of trying to get acclimated, was doing all he could on special teams, and then he gets an opportunity at on defense playing safety, and he's already made a couple of big plays for us, uh, you know, on third downs. You know, he had one play that sticks out as him covering Jordan Reed in the uh, the Redskins game, and then for him to have a game like that, you know, a record-setting performance with uh, three interceptions was, was just incredible, and it's, it's great for the defense too. And, you know, those guys play hard, and they're banged up, especially in the secondary and uh, they've gotten some heat for turnovers, but, you know, they're, they're showing up these last couple of weeks, and, and they've really been uh, the leading the charge with these two wins here. That's huge. And what have you seen from the defense in practice? I know that I'd heard a lot of guys talk about how they, they knew that they were capable of performances like these last couple of weeks of getting multiple turnovers and it just somehow had not translated to the game. So when you go against them in practice, had it been working in practice a lot? Oh, yeah. You could just tell uh, their energy in practice and just how disciplined they are with uh, getting to the ball. You know, I uh, – there's times I have to be the, the scout team receiver, and these last two weeks I haven't liked uh, going against our DBs either. You know, they're always swinging at the ball. You know, Even after you catch it, it's not safe. They're still coming after it. And I think when uh, when guys are just tenacious like that and are always going after the ball, um, you're going to have a couple bounces that go your way. And, and that's what a couple of those were, you know, deflected passes that bounce straight into a guy's hands or you know our defensive line putting pressure on Cam and then – him throwing a bad pass and us just taking advantage of it. So uh, it's really been a team effort from the defense. You know, it's been uh, the D-line matching up with, with the coverage on, on the outside. That's huge. And a couple of your other teammates had big games, uh, Humphreys and Godwin both killing it out there. And, you know, Godwin had his third 100-plus yard game of the year, and Humphreys just killing it with the touchdowns recently. Oh, yeah. What have you seen from the two of them? They're, you know, they're both uh, just guys that do it every day in practice, so it's not surprising to see them do it uh, on Sundays. But, uh, you know, we, we needed guys to step up and make plays, especially this week with uh, DJX out. And, uh, you know, both those guys stepped up to the call. You know, uh, like I said, Chris, I, I see him, I've seen him do it since OTAs. He did it all through camp. And it seems like every time we throw the ball his way, he comes down with it and he finds a way. And uh, same thing with Hump. You know, it's, it's cool seeing him score because I know – for the last couple of years, you know, he hasn't had a lot of touchdowns, and all of a sudden, you know, he's got what, three games in a row here. It's crazy. So, uh, you know, for him, it's just it's good seeing him get in the end zone. He's had a couple this year where he's been down on the one-yard line or scores a long touchdown, and, and it gets called back. So it's good to see him getting in the end zone. Yeah, it's always funny to watch guys where you can tell, like, they just, they're so close. And the, even just the stats of knowing you had this big, long pass, and then yep. you're stopped just short. <laughs> then someone else gets to go for a little one-yard run, and you're like, man, that should have been mine. Mm -hmm. uh, for you, I always think about how for rookies, you guys – 
don't have the idea of the division rival in college. Like, you have rivals, but mm -hmm. facing a team twice is just not oh, a thing. Brand new. So that's got to be really weird. What, is, what did you learn from that of the idea of having to go against another team potentially in even almost, you know, just a, separated by a few weeks? Yeah, this one it seemed like it was a really quick turnaround, um, you know, but it, uh, it was cool because, you know, you, I had already done a lot of preparation. You've already watched a lot of film on them. You've corrected the film. And, you know, after every game, there's things you say, oh, I wish I could have done this. You know, I, I wish I blocked this guy a little bit better. I, I think I can, you know, work this corner better on, on the post route or the slant. And when you play teams twice a year, you get, you get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, all the things that you wanted to do in the first game that didn't happen, you know, you get a second chance and, and it's the same guys that you're going against. So that was one thing that, that I did like about it was, you know, it was a familiar opponent. It's we've played these guys and, and especially uh, losing them at their place. You know, you could tell guys were hungry and, uh, and really wanted this one. And you could see it, you know, just by, I think the body language and the energy out there. Every time we were making a play, we had guys celebrating and, and jumping on each other. And I think we just seemed like we had uh, more energy than them all game. That's awesome, right? We still have plenty more time here with Justin Watson. We're going to get into his Ivy League career, a little bit about him and his life and his family outside of football. And I know there's still plenty of time for you to get your questions in for him. Uh, we're going to take a caller whenever we get back. Tony from Sarasota, I see you. Hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or give us a call, Hillsborough, 813-990-4620, Pinellas, 727-461-4620, and toll-free, 888-546-4620. We'll have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Football fans, rejoice! Affinity Rewards, fueled by Chevron, is back and better than ever. Sign up at Affinity.com, start earning points, and score big with game tickets, official team gear, autographed merchandise, and unique experiences with your favorite team. Sign up, start earning, score big. Register at Affinity.com and start earning points today. That's A-F-A-N-I-T-Y.com to register. See program rules for details. At Hooters, you can watch the games with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and those craveable wings that'll knock your taste buds into next Tuesday. Hooters girls know plenty about football, but we really know the fans that live for it. So hang out with all your buddies all season long at Hooters, your official hangout for game day. And while you're there, enjoy Hooters' great game day eats. Join us for the Bucks Players Show every Monday night at 5 p.m. at Hooters on Hillsboro. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Saints on Sunday, December the 9th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon. Kickoff is at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play -play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from Geico is not. Visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local Geico office today. When your young athlete is injured and needs help getting back in the game, who do you turn to? The Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa specializes in providing your child the best pediatric physical and occupational therapy and protecting your child's recovery to help prevent future injury. Focusing only on children and young adults, Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa wants to get your athlete back in the game and back to playing the sports they love. Learn more at hopkinsallchildrens.org. It's the end of the year. And that means resolutions. But forget the gym membership and the juice cleanse. This year, save yourself some money. Get a Ford during the holiday sales event. You'll get a great deal and you'll look better before you ever get to the gym. That's motivation. Ford, built for the holidays. 
Build Ford Proud. The time to get our best offers of the season. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Thanks again for being with us here on this Monday afternoon. We are here live from Hooters on Hillsboro, and I am here with rookie wide receiver Justin Watson. It's going to be awesome to keep talking to you. We got a caller on the line here who's been patiently waiting through the commercial break. What's up, Tony? How are we doing? What's going on, Mr. Watson? Hey, how's it going, Tony? I'm good. How about you? Doing pretty good here. I have a few questions for you. My first one is, what have you learned mostly from this wide receiver package that we have with Mike Evans, Humphreys, Godwin, I mean, you name it. These guys obviously have something to teach you. Uh, the second question is, and I don't know if this has been asked before, but who is the best ping pong player in the locker room? Yeah, so the first one, um, you know, I think the first thing I, I learned coming in from uh, from all the guys uh, is, is how to be a pro. You know, we have guys uh, like Deshaun that have been in the league 10-plus years, and, and Mike's been it for five, and, and Chris and Hump are both uh, are great leaders. So they've shown me, uh, you know, what it takes week in and week out to be a pro. And then, uh, you know, from of a development standpoint, you know, we have guys with all kind of different skill sets. You know, Mike's uh, probably got the best hands in the NFL, in my opinion, you know, as far as making contested catches and, and playing a uh, big physical brand of football, and I've tried to learn that from him. And obviously Deshaun and, and Hump are, are quick and fast in and out of the routes, and that's something that, you know, I was looking to improve on coming in. And uh, so both those guys have helped me a lot. Um, you know, Mike playing big and, and both of those guys kind of with the, the quickness part of my game. And, uh, you know, ping pong, you know, we play a lot of it in the locker room. Uh, yeah, I probably get in trouble a little bit for, for saying who I think is the best, but uh, Justin Evans, I've never seen Justin Evans, our safety, get beat. Um, you know, we've had some good games, but I'd say he has to be the champ. How are you at ping pong? I'm okay. Um, I just started getting back to playing it. We didn't have a ping pong table at, at Penn, so, uh, you know, I'm starting to get back at it, but, you know, it's it's climbing the ranks. You know, I wouldn't step on the table with Justin. Yeah, the the rookie transitions are not just about football. You know, the ping pong is included in that as well. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you got you to worry who you're playing against. That's funny. And uh, since you were talking about your other wide receivers on the team, it's a good time for, to answer uh, Tommy's question. He said, what do you think about Coach Fulton as a wide receiver coach, and what's he like? Yeah, I mean, in his first year at receivers coach, I think, uh, you know, the production of our room kind of speaks for itself. You know, he's a, he's a guy that's not too far removed from the game and uh, I think kind of relates to our room. And so he does a good job of, um, you know, making sure we're ready for Sundays and, and we're getting all the work in uh, through the week. But I think the thing he does best is, you know, it can be a long season between 16 uh, weeks in the regular season and preseason on top of that. And uh he does a great job of keeping it fun. You know, he, he's bringing the energy to practice, um, you know, no matter if it's hot, cold, you know, early in the morning. Um, he's always bringing energy to practice, and that's something that you can never have enough of. That's true. I always see him, like, sprinting around the field. Like, I think he runs more than you guys do in practice. Oh, yeah. No, he, he has a full, like, 15-minute warm-up just like we do before <laughs> practice for how much he, he runs around. Yeah, he might pull something otherwise. Yeah. I also feel like he yells Bobo's name more than anyone, and I think – is because he just likes his name, or is it actually because he needs to say it that much in practice? What do you think? Oh, no, he just loves yelling it. He just loves yeah, it. Yeah, right when Bobo gets open for a deep one. He was yelling it on the, the sideline <laughs> when uh, Bobo was open on that long post route. So. Oh, that's amazing. I bet y'all were rooting for Bobo to get that one. Yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, he made a couple great plays on special teams, too. So, it was, And, uh, hey, uh, 
You know, pass interference is just about as good as a catch. That's you know? true. There you go. Either way, you get the yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Bobo probably would rather it be yeah. the catch. But you know the team. Either way, you get down there. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about your, your Ivy League career. Uh, for people who don't know, you went to Penn. Not a ton of Ivy Leaguers mm-hmm. around and, and definitely not a lot of guys from Penn. Harvard's at least getting a few more. We got the, the mm-hmm. other two on, on the team here. But uh, I just want to hear why Penn for you. What, what made that decision? Yeah, so for me coming out of high school, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of Power Five uh, scholarship offers you know the only division 1a scholarship offers i had were akron and buffalo out of the mac and um, so at the time it was you know does the mac level football trade off for the ivy football and the ivy education and uh, you know for me you know whether it was going to be the nfl or you know career after football i knew uh you know going to a school like penn or somewhere in the ivy league uh, was going to set me up to take care of my family uh, either way so they always say uh, when you're coming to Penn, you know, it's it's not a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. And so that was something that really weighed on me. And, uh, you know, I, I decided, you know, hey, I'm going to try to be at the, the top of, of football and also the top of my uh, academic uh, standards. So, uh, you know, it was a great decision. You know, I, I loved every minute of it. We won a couple of Ivy League championships. You know, ultimately, um, you know, in the NFL, couldn't have worked out better uh, from that standpoint. And, when football's over, and you know, I got a great degree to fall back on. Yeah, that's huge. I, I was thinking about how you basically picked for right now the one career that an Ivy League education doesn't help you. It almost <laughs> hurts you. Yeah. I feel like that's actually kind of impressive. You found the one thing where it's like, ooh, you went to an Ivy League? I don't know. Did you think about how weird that is? And it was that kind of odd? You're like, man, I've worked my butt off this whole time, and now it seems like it kind of hurts me in the eyes of, of NFL scouts potentially. Yeah, it was funny. Um, you know, like you said, going through and interviewing with all the different scouts, and it's almost like because I worked hard in, in two different <laughs> areas and didn't focus every minute of the day on football, it does uh, put a stigmatism to you. But I think, you know, that's why, you know, the Bucks took a chance on me. You know, we have two Ivy League guys who have done a great job for us, and they know kind of what – what uh, brand of play you're going to get out of the Ivy League, and I've tried to just follow suit of what uh, Cam and Fitz have already put forward for this program. Yeah, that is kind of nice that they blazed that little trail for you around the the Tampa area. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were the biggest differences for you from college to pro? Yeah, so, um, you know, one, it's I think it's how much time uh, you invest in football. You know, in college, uh, you know, you might be at practice from 2 to 6 on a a given day, and you do some extra stuff on top of that. but then, you know, really by, by the end of it, it might be five, six hours a day if you really put a lot of time in. And now, you know, it's five, six hours a day is, you know, on our off day. Um, so I think it's, you know, one's the amount of time you have to invest in the football. And then, uh, you know, the guys I played against, you know, most of them didn't have, you know, a long career in football ahead of them. You know, most of them were thinking four years of football and then, you know, they're going to go do banking or, you know, be an accountant or, you know, a scientist or something. Um, so it's just been, uh, I think, each each day of practice, you can feel the intensity and you can feel how much uh, you know football means to everyone that's out there and just you know, how competitive it is, um, not only on game days, but you know each day in practice. Something Cam's talked about is the game attendance numbers. <laughs> what were those like at Penn? Yeah, so I'd say on a, on a good game, you know, we'd get around 10,000. Okay. Um, but, you know, it starts getting cold late in the season yeah. or we're not winning games. Uh, you know, those numbers start to drop off. But... Yeah, you know, we had fun. That's the thing. Uh, you know, you, you're playing for more than, you know, glory in the Ivy League. You're playing more uh, than for fandom or anything like that. You know, you're, you're really playing for the guys uh, in the locker room and, and the alumni that have put it put there before you. So uh, I think that's one thing. It taught me, like, the right reasons to play football. You know, you're not playing – I wasn't playing for money then. I wasn't playing for 
fandom or anything like that. You know, I was just playing for the guys in the locker room and playing for wins. That's awesome. So what, what do you think was the biggest crowd you ever played in front of before coming to the NFL? So I think it was my senior year. We played uh, – Penn played Columbia. And a uh, little Ivy League trivia for you. We had a, a, a coach uh, that was at Penn for 26 years, a head coach and a legendary coach. And he recruited me to Penn. He was there my freshman year. And after my freshman year, he retired. And he was retired for about three months before he came out of retirement and uh, started coaching at Columbia. So each year, his name's Al Bagnoli. It started becoming the Bagnoli Bowl. <laughs> and uh, so the Bagnoli Bowl coupled with, uh, you know, just there's so many uh, Penn alum and Columbia alum working in New York. Uh, that game was really filled up. I think we had uh, 15,000. <laughs> the biggest one. So. What is it like for you the first time you play in front of an NFL crowd, the first time you run out on the field in a packed NFL stadium? What was that like? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think you could just, you could feel it, you know, in your, your chest and just how loud it is. Um, but it's cool, you know, it's, uh, you know, you can tell what's going on in the game by the, the sounds around you, which is, is neat and something that you couldn't always, you know, experience uh, out of the Ivy League. But, uh, yeah, it's fun, you know, when, when you look up and there's, fans cheering or you know yesterday uh you know on third down or we had a couple fourth downs where the defense is out there you know it gets loud at, at ray j and it's cool to see everyone getting behind that and fans jumping around and having fun with it did i hear correctly that did Penn lose to harvard this year they did lose to oh, harvard this year i bet that was real painful in the locker room for you yeah you know i got uh i got a locker right next to cambrate and oh. i still hear it every day every <laughs> when you have the ivy league stuff that that's pretty much all that he has to like talk about that all these other guys are talking about you know national championship consideration mm -hmm. he just gets to rag on you every day that's really what he's playing that's what he's hoping for every year yeah that's what uh what Fitz said you know it's been 14 years in the NFL for him and he hasn't really had a chance to uh you know be on the other side of a teammate you know as far as college games you know there's all the time LSU versus Alabama you know Quan and OJ you know they get that every year and there's guys from power fives that get that on any team but for for Fitz he said it was the first time in, in 14 years really that he had another Ivy League guy to you know talk crap to all week. That's great. You got to brush up on the trash talk. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, what have you know Cam and, and Ryan done for you in terms of advice? You know, have, did you seek it out from them? Did they offer it in just the ways to make the transition to the NFL? Yeah, I think uh, so. Cam and I actually have the same agent, so um, you know he was kind of like a you know a resource when I was deciding who I was going to pick. You know, he wanted me to talk to someone that you know he just worked a contract out with and. Uh, someone he'd been with for a couple of years. And then when I got down here, um, you know, obviously he was just to help and uh, kind of being a, a friendly face and someone that was the first person to, to reach out to me and, uh, you know, you know, let me sit with him at, at lunch. And when he <laughs> was going out to dinner, um, you know, inviting me. So he just helped me kind of get acclimated and, and, and meet guys on the team. I love the idea of sitting with him at lunch. Like it's back to high school of like, yeah, I moved to a new place. I got <laughs> someone to sit with at lunch. That's so great. Um, so how challenging was school for you at Penn like was it I mean we hear Ivy League and I mean I, I have to imagine that it was it was a lot of work for you yeah it was a uh, I think that the time commitment and uh just managing your time was was the most challenging part you know you want to put you know you'd love to put all day into football and, and spend every moment but you know at an Ivy League school it's, it's just not possible um and you know I was a, a good student come out of high school you know I definitely wouldn't have gone and uh been able to get into Penn without football um, so they opened that door for me, but uh, it was challenging. Um, but I say to people, you know, 
the Wharton School of Business, you know, they say it's, you know, the best business school in the country, not the hardest. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there wasn't a lot of busy work and, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of papers that I felt like I was writing for no reason. You know, it was pretty streamlined. You know, you have a, a midterm and a final and, and your grade kind of depends on those two things. And, uh, you know, I think our football team did a good job of, like, you know, providing you with tutors and making sure you were getting help uh, before those big tests. But, you know, it was uh, – it worked out, too, because our football season ended just before final season. So I was like, you know, you can focus on football, focus on an Ivy League championship. And then when our season ended, finals came and you can kind of you know, catch up on all the work that you weren't doing during the season. That's crazy. Uh, I have to imagine as a Wharton Business School grad that you had other things you could have done besides football. So what were those and how did you end up choosing football instead of that? Yeah, so I kind of hit a crossroads in, uh, in my career uh, going into my senior summer. I guess it was, you know really my junior year but then uh you know going uh into the year after that but i had a, a job offer to work at goldman sachs uh doing investment banking in new york city uh going into my senior year summer and uh you know i was really excited about it you know as a you know, warden grad that's like the pinnacle you know that's like the nfl of uh, <laughs> uh banking jobs that's the ivy league nfl <laughs> yeah so uh you know i was really excited for it and, and everyone was happy for me but you know i started you know one i had to be in new york i couldn't train with our team in in philadelphia if i was going to do that and you know the hours were you know 12 hours a day and you know it's it just wears on you and a lot of guys said it's hard to train enough for football while also uh you know being at a banking job 12 hours a day so uh you know, i kind of had to make that decision you know is, is football going to be plan a or I'm, am i going to make banking plan a and then football plan b after that and you know, I decided, you know, I'm not going to take the job. I'm going to stay in Philly with my team and, and work out going into my senior year and just kind of put everything into football. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy I did because, like you said, it couldn't have worked out better. You know, I'm, I'm here and I'm in a city I love with a great team. So, you know, it just couldn't have worked out better. That's awesome. And your experience uh, for getting drafted had to be really interesting that uh, I read you, you were on the not under consideration list for the combine, basically meaning mm -hmm. that no matter what, you were just not going to the combine. So when did you think getting drafted was actually a thing that could happen, and how did that all pro that whole process shake out for you? So, f yeah, for me, um, you know, my big thing was playing in the, the all-star games for seniors, uh, you know, after my senior season was over. You know, they saw what I could do against the 1AA talent, and then they wanted to see what I could do against, uh, you know, 1A players. So I got a late invite to the East-West Shrine game, which was, you know, here in Tampa. And we had a lot of the same coaches. You know, Coach uh, Fulton was actually a coach of mine at, at the East West Shrine game, so I got to work with him there. And, uh, you know, I had I, w I went from a late invite there. I had a good week of practice. And after that week, I got invited to go to the Senior Bowl right after that. So I, you know, got on a plane from Tampa right to Mobile and, uh, you know, pretty much played two weeks of football uh, in those All-Star games. And, you know, after having two good weeks, I thought, you know, hey, maybe now I'll get invited to the combine, and I they give you a phone number to call to see if anything's changed. And I called again, and someone got on the phone and said, "Hey, didn't we already tell you you're not coming to the combine?" <laughs> and I said, "Hi, I know, but I, I had a good week at the the senior bowl. I was just checking <laughs> if anything changed." And they said, "No, you're on the not pretty being pretty please." <laughs> so there's nothing that can change at this point. Man, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Uh, so did when did it actually become a reality for you that that you might get drafted? I mean, it, was it the pro day you think that really did it for you too? Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I had a chance after the Senior Bowl and, and playing well there, but then it, you know, the last uh, box and check was, you know, what was I going to run on the 40? How high was I going to jump? And, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time training for that um, leading up to my pro day, and you know, I was pretty confident that I was going to surprise some people. You know, I was being humble in, in my pre-draft interviews and didn't want to, you know, 
they always teach you at, at Penn, you know, under promise, over deliver. <laughs> so I was. That's not a wide receiver mindset there. They, <laughs> yeah, they no. must have meant the other position groups. You know, you guys are supposed to be talking trash all oh, the time. Oh, I know and for sure. Um, so yeah, and it was cool because you know I didn't get invited to the combine, so I had a, a bigger showing at pro day. And uh, you know, at Penn, we don't. That was the first real pro day we've had in uh, in my four years there. So you know, I had a bunch of teammates come and watch, and it was their first time getting to see, and they were all there cheering me on. So I think I had. Know, 60 teammates there, you know, cheering me on and surrounding me when I was running the, the 40 and everything else. So uh, that was another cool experience, uh, getting to do that, um, you know, with all my teammates. You know, I think that's something that's you probably wouldn't get, you know, at a Power 5 school that has one of those every year. That's, that's a big deal. That's awesome. All right, we still have plenty of time here with wide receiver Justin Watson. Get some of your questions in for him. Use that hashtag BucksRadio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or give us a call, Hillsborough 813-990-4620, Pinellas 727-461-4620, and toll-free 888-546-4620. We'll have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Billy's Internet costs too much dough. For slow uploads that drain his side hustle flow. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds five and a half times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 90 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. When it comes to cancer, defense isn't always the right strategy. You have to be willing to go on the offensive to attack it relentlessly, like Moffitt Cancer Center. Standing up to it with the same courage Moffitt sees in every cancer patient they treat. That's why Moffitt is working every day to outsmart cancer. Not just to react to it, but to get ahead of it, which is the best way to win. To see stories of courage, visit moffitt.org slash courage. Moffitt, proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ahoy, Bucks fans! You could win two tickets to the ultimate insider experience, breakfast with a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Imagine you and a buddy with 48 other winners enjoying eggs, bacon, and photo ops with the Buccaneer. Mind blown! This bucket list event will happen in spring 2019. Entering is easy. Just text 95999, keyword Buck, or stop by the Tampa Bay Times booth on game day at Bucks Beach. That's 95999, keyword Buck, to enter. For the ultimate in tailgating, head over to Lazy Days RV, the world's largest RV dealership. Choose from over 1,500 RVs from the nation's largest selection of RV brands. Plus, at Lazy Days, experience more. Up to $7,000 in benefits that only Lazy Days offers. And visit Florida's largest RV accessory store. For a huge selection of tailgating RVs, visit Lazy Days off I-4, exit 10 in Tampa. Lazy Days, exclusive RV partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Visit them online at LazyDays.com or stop by. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Casey Phillips. What's up, Bucks fans? Thanks again for being with us. We are live here from Hooters on Hillsborough. We're here every Monday from 5 to 6 with a different player. Make sure you come on out, say hi, get some photos and autographs. And you can always get all of your questions in if you can't make it in. Hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or you can give us a call. Uh, we had a question from Mike who said, what has surprised you the most about being in the NFL and besides just learning the playbook? Because <laughs> they know that was the answer you were probably going to give. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of the most surprising things was uh, – 
you know, just how, how big defensive backs are and, uh, you know, how fast linebackers are. You know, in, in college, you know, I played against some big linebackers, but, you know, none of them could run like Quan can run and, and a lot of the other guys. And, you know, as far as DBs, um, you know, I've played against fast DBs, but, you know, going against a guy like Carlton Davis, who's, you know, 6'1 and has long arms and, uh, you know, is just about as big as me, you know, that was different. You know, I'm always used to kind of being the biggest guy on the field and in the NFL, you know, that's not the case anymore. Yeah, definitely not. Uh this last week was the My Cause, My Cleats game, and I definitely want to make sure that we get this in. I can think of a million things that I want to talk to you about on the show, but this is one that I know is very near and dear to your heart, and um, I know you participated in the My Cause, My Cleats program, so what were your cleats about? Yeah, so uh, my cleats uh, were with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and um, you know, on the outside of the cleats it said you know, Make-A-Wish, and on the inside it said Tommy, which is my oldest brother's name. And had a picture of him and uh, the story behind that is you know my oldest brother uh, was born with cerebral palsy and uh, you know he's had it his whole life he's, he's in a wheelchair and partially blind and uh, when I was growing up you know I was uh, I was almost two years old uh, my mom went to the pediatrician and uh, they said hey you know your sons could be eligible for a wish from make-a-wish and uh, you know my mom was thinking about said okay and, and was thinking about different things um, that Tommy would like and you know a lot of people do trips to Disney or you know meet their favorite athlete and uh, for Tommy you know traveling you know isn't his favorite thing and you know he probably wouldn't have enjoyed meeting someone as much as uh, as something else and they said uh, you know well what's his absolute favorite thing in the world and he said you know his favorite thing is is getting into water he he went to uh, you know the school for the blind and they had a pool room there and it was his favorite thing every time he got in the water he smiled he, he was laughing you know, we've got all kinds of videos of him in water, and he, it was just his absolute favorite thing. And they said, you know, well, we can uh, we can give you a poll if that's something you'd, you'd think Tommy would like. And, you know, we were blown away. We couldn't believe that, uh, you know, that would actually be possible, that we could get a poll for, for my brother. So sure enough, um, you know, Make-A-Wish came in a couple weeks after that. Um, they did all – it wasn't just – you know, they didn't just come in and plop a poll down. They had to level a little bit of our backyard. They put a poll in. They built a deck up to it. So – you know, my brother's wheelchair could get pushed right up to the pole and, and put in. You know, they had to build, you know, a ramp uh, leading out of the pole because, you know, he couldn't get up and down the ladder, getting in and out. So they really took care of everything. And uh, you know, that pole was, was just so special and just really, uh, you know, changed my brother's and my whole family's life. Um, you know, I'd say the one thing that, you know, we never got to do with my brother is, you know, physical activity. You know, he couldn't, you know, go outside and, and catch baseball with you or, you know, a lot of the things that you do with an older brother, but, uh, you know, that poll was something that was, you know, physical activity we could all do together. And, you know, uh, you know, I was young and I remember, I, I still remember him smiling and, and being in that poll, but we got all kinds of home videos and we watched them all the time. You know, I can't remember, you know, times uh, about him smiling bigger than when, when he was in that poll. That's awesome. I love that story. And Make-A-Wish is a wonderful organization. So excited that you got to promote them and what all they do. And, and you're right that they do so much more than even a lot of us realize. Um, I know that Tommy is just such a important part of, of your life and your family's life. And you talked about him being your older brother. Um, so what was it like growing up with him always being there and, you know, with all the limitations, how that affected your family and, and who you think it even made you to be? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd say the one, the interesting thing that people don't think about is, uh, you know, when I was born, that's how Tommy always was. And, uh, so, you know, my parents always talk about, you know, I really never realized my brother had a disability, um, until you know i was probably 10 you know it was just that was my older brother that was who he is you know these are things he can do he can't do and uh 
you know, I think it just made me uh, so much more accepting of people and understanding of, of people's situations. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. Um, you know, my neighborhood, you know, I, I moved, uh, you know, when I was three or four years old. And, uh, you know, our neighborhood kids, we, were, we wondered, you know, how would they react to Tommy? And, uh, if, you know, if they came over and, you know, I had a play date or something growing up. And, you know, all the kids in my neighborhood were great, uh, you know, dealing with Tommy. But I think uh, more than anything, he's taught me just to appreciate all the things that I have that so many people take for granted. You know, um, I always tell a story. You know, I was in high school and we were in the middle of two-a-days in, in football camp and, I was complaining to everyone who would listen to me. And I was telling my dad, you know, I got blisters on my feet. You know, I'm tired. My legs are shaking. You know, I almost threw up in practice today. Um, and we're on our way to, to visit my brother. He now lives in an assisted living home and about 10 minutes away from my house. And I'm still complaining and walking down the hallway. And then all of a sudden I come into their activity room and, you know, I'm complaining about my legs being sore. And I see a, you know, group full of uh, men and women in, in wheelchairs. And my brother was just smiling ear to ear. And, you know, he heard me coming down the hallway and, uh, you know, that's when, uh, as a young person, that's when it f- first hit me was, you know, the things I complain about, you know, aren't real problems. You know, if my brother was in my situation, you know, he'd run until his feet were bleeding, you know, all kinds of blisters until he was vomiting. And as soon as he could get back on his feet and, and run again, he'd be up there doing it. So uh, he just, you know, even on, on the days that I think are hard or, you know, especially in the NFL, you know, the, the days that can be challenging, he reminds me to put a smile on my face because, uh, you know, if he can find a way to smile every day, you know, I should be smiling all the time. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, we're talking to wide receiver Justin Watson. So how much does he know, you think, about the fact that you're in the NFL? And, you know, do you, do you think he understands that? And, and does, it, does it make him happy if so? Oh, yeah. Um, so I w- that was one thing I always wondered was, uh, you know, because he, he can't speak to us. You know, he communicates through smiling and, and crying and, and laughs and things like that. Um, but I always wondered, you know, how much does he know about, uh, you know, my situation in football and everything else. And uh, the weekend of the draft, I was at Penn in, in Philadelphia, and my family came out. And uh, my brother has a, a favorite aunt, so I told my aunt, hey, could you make sure you're with Tommy, you know, during the draft and you're sitting with him. And, uh, you know, right after the announcement got made, uh, my aunt looked at her phone and, and said it to Tommy, and she said his face lit up and a tear started rolling down the side of his face. So, for me, that was such a special thing to hear because you always wonder, you know, how much does he does Tommy know, and how much does um, does he understand, and for him to, to understand that and just like she said, you know, lit up his his smile um, was really really cool for me. That's incredible, and I have to imagine that for you, the dream would be to him get him to a football game. I know you said travel is challenging. Do you think this is a thing that that could be managed? Yeah, like I said, I I would love it would mean so much for him to uh, actually be able to come to a game, and uh, you know, I think. The, the only two games that would be possible is um, at Cleveland or at Pittsburgh. And unfortunately, we played those two teams down in, uh, in Tampa this year. But you know, hopefully in a couple of years, we'll, we'll play those guys again up there. That's awesome. And, and finally, who do you think you would be without Tommy? Let's say that he had just never been a part of your family. Who do you think you are right now? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd, I'd be a lot different. You know, I, I honestly don't know um, if I'd be sitting here next to you today w- without Tommy. Um, you know, I think for the last, you know, for sure four years of my life in college, he was someone that I thought about every day, um, you know, whether it was in the weight room, um, you know, thinking about him, you know, what would, you know, what would he be doing with this opportunity that I have today or, or in school and, you know, always wanting to, like I said, no matter if football worked or didn't work, I wanted to be able to help my family out and give back to my parents and give back to Tommy for all they've done for me. So, uh, like I said, he was a guy that, um, you know, made me 
do that one more set, made me get up 15 minutes early, you know, made me stay up late when I didn't feel like studying anymore. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I can't imagine what my life would be like without all those, uh, all those lessons he's given me and all that, you know, extra push that he's given me throughout my life. That is really cool. And now we've talked a little bit about, you know, how you're different because of, of your family and because of Tommy. What about how are you different because of the NFL now, now that you're, you know, I mean, it's crazy to realize how far into your first season you already yeah. are. I'm sure it's flown by. But looking at yourself now, how do you feel like you're different as either a player, a person, the, the ways that you look back at you before you got drafted as compared to now? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as a player, just going against the best in the world every day um, just forces you to improve and, uh, you know, exposes all your weaknesses and makes you uh, deal with those on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think, uh, you know, just holistically as a player, I've dealt with um, – like a lot of my my weaknesses on the field and, and improve those and I think as a player it just uh or as a person it just makes you uh, mature really fast you know you, you go from being in college where you know they tell you this is when you lift every day this is when you study this is when you go to class and then now you know you have to figure out you know who's going to represent you where you're going to train um you know what do I need to do on a daily basis to you know prepare for you know elite level of football and, uh, you know, I think it's just made me uh, a lot more mature of a person. And it's also made me understand what kind of platform I have to give back to others and how now, you know, I, I have a platform to put smiles on other people's faces, you know, just like people have put smiles on my family and, and especially my brother's face. That's so cool. I'm sure that that would be really cool for you to get to grant someone else's wish someday. That's Oh, my gosh, that would be too the, much. The, you're the guy that they want to meet. Yeah, that would be too much. That's, that's pretty incredible. And how about uh, the idea of when you came in, you – you talked about the idea of being able to overcome adversity and have to mature really quickly. You, you did get injured, you know, early mm -hmm. on. And I know that every second of time on that field is precious to a rookie trying to make a team. So what do you think that did um, to you? How were you able to overcome it, still make the roster? And are, what are the ways that you felt like it really affected the kind of player that you're able to be? Yeah. So I always say you never appreciate football more than when you have to watch from the sideline after an injury. So, uh, you know, it definitely lit a fire under me coming into camp. You know, I knew I was making up from, for lost time, and, and it lit that fire. And I think uh, Tommy was one person that really helped me get through that. Um, you know, after OTAs, I went back home, and I was with Tommy, and he's a great listener, someone I love talking to. And I was telling him about, um, you know, kind of all the stress that was weighing on me about being hurt and kind of coming into camp, and that's going to be my first taste of NFL football was you know, really, really matters during training camp. And, uh, you know, again, he gave me that, that smile and the look like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're Watsons, you know, we can deal with, with more than this. And, uh, you know, I see kind of looked at my brother like, man, I'm complaining. You know, what am I complaining about? I got yeah. a, a hurt hamstring. You know, my brother's, <laughs> you know, got had multiple surgeries. He got a steel rod in his back, you know, in a wheel, all these things. And I'm complaining about my hamstring's going to be a little bit sore going into training camp. So uh, he put it in perspective for me. And like I said, it just kind of lit a fire under me. That's incredible. Uh have you had any starstruck moments in the NFL? I always like asking rookies this, where you all of a sudden you kind of have to remind yourself that you're in the NFL, that you're not allowed to, you know, the whole act like you've been there before when you see certain players or certain people. I think uh, the only moment I had um, was was week one, which was probably a good thing that, you know, I was I didn't dress for that game. <laughs> uh, you know, we were, we were playing in the Superdome, and that was a crazy experience as it is, and that was my first regular season game that I've seen, you know, from the field. And, uh, you know, it just – going and seeing Drew Brees out there wheeling and dealing and uh and then you know our offense goes right out there and drives down and scores on them and you know we're going back and forth with you know the, the Saints were a great team and made a playoff run last year and uh 
and going and, and, and beating them was just, you know, such a surreal experience. And that's why I'm so excited for this week coming up is, uh, you know, now I get to be a part of that and get to be part of that, that win this week. Yeah, that's going to be huge. And we definitely are going to talk about that in our final segment coming up here. We still have that one more segment. So if you have those last second questions to get in for Justin Watson, hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or you can give us a call. And we're going to have more from Hooters on Hillsboro on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. At Domino's, we're more than pizza, so mix it up with our specialty chicken, stuffed cheesy bread, sandwiches, pastas, medium two-topping pizzas, and more for just $5.99 each, and we'll mix stand-up comedy with a robot. Stuffed cheesy bread and my act have a lot in common. They're both super cheesy. Tough crowd. You can also mix it up with Domino's salads, marbled cookie brownie, bread twists, and medium two-topping pizzas. Order any two or more for just $5.99 each. Two-item minimum. Bone-in wings, handmade pan pizza, and bread bowl pasta will be extra. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. You say there's nothing quite like the feel of the open road when you ride a motorcycle. You know it takes concentration, knowledge, and skills beyond those required to drive a car. Ride Smart Florida would like to take this opportunity to remind you to enjoy the road, but to always ride smart. S-M-A-R-T. Say no to drinking and riding. Make yourself more visible to motorists. Always wear your helmet. Ride and control. Train regularly and get endorsed. Visit RideSmartFlorida.com for more details. Do you ride smart? This message is provided by the Florida Department of Transportation. This is Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a kid, I used to wish. Someday... I'm going to play in the NFL. And I hoped. Someday, I'll be a first-round pick. And I dreamed. Someday, I'll be a pro bowler. Because someday holds so much hope for all of us. As the exclusive hospital of the Buccaneers, Florida Hospital supports everyone who believes in someday. And someday soon, Florida Hospital will be Advent Health. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake. I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Take advantage of exceptional financing offers on the 2019 GLC 300 or lease one for just $459 a month for 36 months with $4,253 due at signing. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services and participating dealers through January 2nd, 2019. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Euro Cars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Loki Motor Company, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at SuncoastMercedesBenz.com. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Final segment here with wide receiver Justin Watson. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro here every Monday from 5 to 6. So come on out, say hey to a different player every single week. Uh, so I have to imagine that whenever you go from being the star, you know, at college, I mean, I, I was thinking about for you, for your stats, you caught a pass in every game you played in a pen. You had more than 1,000 yards in the last three seasons. You set pen records for career receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and all-purpose yards. Then you just all of a sudden are a rookie again. I have to imagine that that is a challenging thing. And how do you figure out 
your place on the team and but also not being satisfied with that of knowing that you want more yeah absolutely i think it uh you know really tested if i was a man of my word because in college all the time as a leader you know i'd preach you know embrace your role embrace your role whether yeah. it's you know scout team special team it's easy when the starter. roles to be a star <laughs> yeah and uh and then so now you know being you know one of those guys that's you know a special teamer a guy that has to take scout team reps you know is really embracing all the the things i've said for the last you know four years at penn um but yeah like you said it i think it's it's exactly that it's all about embracing your role um you know doing everything you can um and whatever they ask you to do, if you know if it's a scout team rep, if it's uh, you know playing tackle on special teams, and then playing center the next week on special teams, um, just being ready and willing to do whatever it takes to get a win uh, on Sunday. Ultimately, did I hear that you went to special teams meetings at Penn even at the end of your time there when you weren't going to be playing on special teams? Yeah. So our coach told me, um, you know, I read a, a little thing on Jerry Rice, and the one thing I saw about Jerry Rice is, you know. He went to every, single, every special teams meeting to make sure that, you know, guys knew that him as a leader was, was taking special teams seriously. So I thought, you know, you know, why can't I, you know, take 20 minutes every day and, and come to special teams and make sure guys are paying attention and taking it seriously. And, and it happened to help me out a lot. You know, I came into the NFL and I would have had no real special teams experience. But instead, you know, I had, you know, two years of going to meetings and learning and hearing the coaching points and kind of understanding – uh, some of the special teams philosophy and then you know I, I think it made it an easier carry over into the NFL that's huge and I mean that's been a big part of your role so far oh it's yeah it's been you know mostly my role I yeah. have you know one catch one catch and, man hang on to that couple one catch. tackles yeah so you know, I got more tackles and catches this year <laughs> that's how impressive it is that you went to those meetings that's pretty great and mm -hmm. speaking of that one catch I have to imagine that was an incredible moment for you I know that you're still waiting on that first touchdown which I'm sure is mm -hmm. not going to be too far away but what was that moment like to get your first catch in the NFL yeah so um, you know, Skyler, our coach Fulton, you know, the receivers coach, um, always told me like, hey, you know, your role is going to be blocking early on and, you know, it's probably going to be like a mistake or you're just going to get thrown in there for a pass and you're going to have to make a play or make a catch. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, Mike was tired after a play and, and checked himself out and no one really saw it. So they were just like, I was standing right there and they said, you know, Justin, you know, go in. So I ran in, got the call. Um, you know, saw the defense, you know, ran the route I was supposed to run and, and caught the pass. So it was kind of exactly like, uh, you know, he prepared me for it. And he said, you're kind of just going to get thrown in there. You know, <laughs> it, it's not going to – we're not going to mean to throw you the ball coming into the game. But, you know, when we do throw it at you, you're going to you know, have to make a play with it. I love the idea that he's basically telling you that if you get a catch, it's a mistake. Yeah, he said everyone's <laughs> going to be on the side. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> okay, good. He caught it. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to try not to get offended by this. But cool, I'll just yeah, take the no, catch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's so funny. So for you – what are the things that you feel like you really want to accomplish at the towards the end of the season here? And then, I mean, your your career overall, what kind of wide receiver do you think you can be in the NFL? Yeah, um, I've talked to a lot of the older guys. They said, you know, just make sure you have something you can build on um, from the end of this season, always going on to uh, to next year, and something that you can carry over throughout the offseason. So, uh, you know, right now it's just doing everything I can to, you know, keep this win streak going on. You know, it's, it's fun winning games. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's better at practice it's it's better at games you know the, the fans i know enjoy uh when we win so it's you know like that same uh same role you know whether it's special teams or playing a little bit more receiver now um you know just making sure i'm doing everything i can to uh make sure we win each of these next uh, couple games here so um that's the first thing and i think just continuing to develop you know you got such a great opportunity every day to work on your game as a receiver going against uh you know the best in the world and going against you know corners that you know like Brent Grimes and you know guys that have played a long time so 
Um, I think that's my thing is just continue to improve and helping win each game. That's huge. And tall order for you guys this Sunday, taking on the Saints. Already beat them once, and for a long time, you guys are the only ones that had done it. So mm -hmm. what do you remember from that first game that you guys are going to need to do again, and, and how do you think this matchup could be similar or different in terms of the game plan? Yeah, I think it'll be a little different. You know, obviously, um, you know, it's always a chess match. You're changing things um, in the game plan, so you're breaking tendencies. And they have a lot of new players um, from when we played them week one. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how our game plans change to fit, uh, you know, their changes. But uh, I think it's attacking them. You know, they try to attack you and get on you early, and uh, we're going to, you know, try to do the same thing and say, you know, hey, we can play this tempo. We're going to try to get on you guys early, too. So uh, you know, that's the plan is, you know, go down there and be the first ones to score and, and stop them on their first possession. Think you could have another mistake catch now? Hey, you never know. <laughs> is it maybe not a mistake anymore? Is it going to be on purpose if you get a catch now? Yeah, hey, I like to think that. You, you like know. to think so? That's yeah. awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you had fun here. Oh, I had a blast. Uh, thanks for having me on. Awesome. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us tonight. Again, we're here every Monday from 5 to 6 at Hooters on Hillsboro with a different player. Always a blast. Make sure you come on out and enjoy that game against the Saints on Sunday. We're going to have more next week from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. At Hooters, you can watch the games with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and those craveable wings that'll knock your taste buds into next Tuesday. Hooters girls know plenty about football, but we really know the fans that live for it. So hang out with all your buddies all season long at Hooters, your official hangout for game day. On game day, enjoy 450 Bud and Bud Light Big Daddy mugs or Bud Buckets, just $12. See you at Hooters. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Saints on Sunday, December the 9th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon. Kickoff is at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play -play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from Geico is not. Visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local Geico office today. So you're homesick and uploading pics of your kitten is all you want to do. But when your cable is slow, it's like your internet took a sick day too. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds five and a half times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 90 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. It's the end of the year, and that means resolutions. But forget the gym membership and the juice cleanse. This year, save yourself some money. Get a Ford during the holiday sales event. 
You'll get a great deal and you'll look better before you ever get to the gym. That's motivation. Ford, built for the holidays. Built Ford proud. The time to get our best offers of the season. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks, your friend on the digital frontier. Join us again next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint, celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. This is 620 WDAE St. Petersburg and 95.3 FM, home of the best Bucks coverage.